Hey friends, what's going on? Welcome to the Astro Hustle. I am Corey Allen. And as always, it's great to be here with you today in this moment of time. And uh, also, as always, I just hope that you're doing good and feeling good. You know, I know I say that all the time, but I, I mean that all the time. And, uh, you know, this thing is is uh, up and down. You know, life it bends and flexes, goes ins and outs, and there's peaks and valleys and good times and bad times and lightness and tension. And um, I think that, um, you know, if you've got someone out there hoping that things are going well and going right in your life, that uh, that's not ever a bad thing. We can't really have too much of that. Um, I am back from the the power outage. I'm in Austin, Texas, and uh, this last week there was a, a ice storm that, like, shut the city down for... Uh, four or five days and everyone was out of power. Some people are actually still out of power, almost going on two weeks now, which is pretty wild. But uh, I was definitely out of power for probably five days and uh, it was wild as if just all the trees fell down all over the place because of the weight of the ice. It literally looks like a tornado uh, blew through the entire city. There's just mountains of trees everywhere. It's crazy. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of trees in my yard also uh, cracked and and had to had to be taken away, which is unfortunate. But I say that not only because um, it was just kind of a, a wild experience, but also there's a an orchestra of chainsaws that's been playing their song throughout my neighborhood and really all over the city, just trying to break down and uh, kind of cart off these mountains of trees and like, I don't exaggerate whenever I say every single house in my entire neighborhood has a pile of trees that are at least, you know, four feet tall and 10 feet wide. <laughs> Some of them even more than that. It's crazy. So uh, there's kind of chainsaws on multiple sides of uh, where I am right now operating. So if you hear those, uh, just know that that uh, there's nothing weird going on here in the background. <laughs> I mean, there is, but it's not in my house. Uh, that the weirdness is outside and it's chainsaws. And so, you know, if you hear that, that's what it is. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I hope that you're doing good. I hope that uh, you had power this last week. And um, what I want to talk about on the podcast today is redefining yourself because redefining yourself is very important. It's crucial to continuing to grow and it's very easy to get stuck in um, a pattern of personality that is not necessarily what you want, but it's where you ended up getting comfortable. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every single day. I, I've tried all of the supplements. I've been really interested in supplements for over 10 years. And uh, I'm a curious guy. And I really like tinkering with my mind and body and kind of seeing what combinations or what even single things I take make me feel a certain way and what things I can kind of mix together to get a, a certain feeling. You know, And that feeling is sustained energy, mental clarity, um, you know, and all that type of thing. And I will say that out of all the things I tried, the best 
um, supplement out there is definitely AG1. Uh, I quickly noticed that it improves digestion. It, may, it gives me more energy and it really helps sustain that, that mental clarity uh, for a long time throughout the day. AG1 is also a great bang for your buck as it replaces a lot of supplements like a multivitamin, things like that, and pre and postbiotics, and puts it all into one scoop of powder. AG1 is a powerful foundational nutritional drink that is certain to find a good place in your morning ritual. If you're looking for a simple and cost-effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash astral. That's athleticgreens.com slash astral. Check it out. You know, as we age and get old, we find you know, kind of who we are and what we like and um, who we want to be. You know, we adapt a style, a way of talking, a way of thinking about things, um, the foods that we like, like what our interests are, all that type of stuff. And, and all that stuff, it, it shapes our identity, you know, this, our sense of self, right? Like who we are in the world and kind of what's interesting about that is it's, it's double-sided because it helps us gain a sense of who we are, right? We can think, okay, I'm discovering who I am. I'm figuring out what I like and what I don't like. I'm figuring out kind of who the people are that I want to be around. I'm figuring out what my interests are and what makes me happy. You know, what is my ideal situation of who I could be in this life, what I could work towards and all those type of things. And while those things are really valuable, the flip side to that um, is what it also does is it, well, I said flip side, there's going to be three sides. So brace yourself. This is a triangle, not a coin. Um, it also defines who you are to other people. And that's an interesting one because it is useful because it helps other people know kind of what to expect from you. It, it draws, you know, comfort uh, from you for them because they know, okay, you know, this person is... Uh, kind of safe. They're this known quantity in this way that like I can uh, be assured that who's going to show up whenever I go to hang out with this person is, um, you know, who I'm expecting to some degree. And then you build a bond and a relationship with those people. And that's a good thing. I mean, it would be kind of surreal if every time you met up with a friend of yours, they had a different personality uh, I, mean, I mean, I think that could be kind of fun, but, you know, people don't like that because it's not very comfortable and there's not a lot of resonance, you know, and resonance is a really important factor in human psychology and the way that we understand ourselves in the world. There needs to be resonance. We need to feel a, a deep connection that is intuitive, that's beyond words, right? That we feel connected and kind of like we're observing it, it's observing us, and the bond of those two things happening simultaneously create this feeling of acceptance and peacefulness and um, feeling known, you know, in our human experience. You know, that sense of resonance is very important. And so finding people who you can, can count on and trust 
the nuances of who they are and and what they're about is um you know is a is an important part of being a human being and the things that we're interested in and kind of all of those characteristics that shape our identity contribute to that as i was saying and so you know when we shape ourselves and define who we are we then define ourselves for others as well and that's one of the ways that we create connections and bonds now the flip flip side of that the third side i was talking about earlier is what what also happens with that whenever we define ourselves in that way is that although it's good to sculpt and craft who we are also what happens is that we kind of lock ourselves in for ourselves and for others right so it's easy to hear that and think well that's not true you know i'm i'm always discovering new things you know here and there <laughs> new netflix shows new books new music and it's like that is true and that's good if you're discovering those things but if you look at things that are a little bit deeper than that you know it gets interesting like what are the things below the surface level interests and what are the things deeper than that that are closer to core elements of the way that you think about yourself like let's even take the example of music as i said just kind of passively like oh you know i'm always finding new music well let's say we look below that and say what if you were no longer a person that liked music that's interesting that is a core identity trait imagine leaving that behind imagine going i'm no longer a person that likes music i don't really listen to it it's very strange you consider that you just undo this element of self so if we look a little bit deeper underneath the surface we can see that we are indeed locked into these pieces of identity more than we realize you know and so we get stuck in these these ways of of thinking about ourselves and thinking about the world that really kind of keep us boxed in in this way and they are they can be useful things but i think it's really worthwhile as far as continuing to grow and expand as a person to question some of those things and to really kind of look deeply sometimes and think you know just ask yourself am i still living in this automated way am i playing this role of this character because it's who i am right now and it's who i want to be and it's what i'm actually interested in it's actually what makes me feel alive and inspired and excited or is it simply what has happened over time and what is formed on such a deep level that i feel like i can't get out of these things i can't stop defining myself by these things because it would upset the balance of how i see myself and would upset how other people see me and what they expect to see out of me you know i had an interesting one of these 
probably about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, that I was thinking about. And it struck me and was really quite funny whenever it hit me. Is that I, from a young age, from the time I was like 12 years old, have been obsessed with music. And I always had it in my mind from that age that I was going to be a really successful musician. And so I pursued that path and tried a lot of different ways of doing it. And eventually what I figured out was an entryway to get into the music industry where I was actually really good at because the the music I made was just kind of too weird. And so I realized that that would never be popular. It would never, you know, not the popularity is necessarily uh, the driving factor, but it wouldn't, you couldn't earn a living making music that few people listen to. And so I thought, well, I have the skill of audio production. And so that's why I started, started an audio production company in my 20s and did that. But even though you know, all throughout all that time I was producing music, I was still thinking in the back of my head, like I need to be creating music because I still have this, this program running in my brain that's telling me like you must be celebrated in a successful you know, for your music, not for your production, but for your music. And so that continued on. And then after I started talking publicly about, you know, my inner life pursuits and writing about those things, and I started this podcast seven or eight years ago, I really transitioned from producing music over to doing the podcast and to writing. And in the last few years, as I was just saying, you know, I was, I've always, through all this time, I'm always still like creating sounds and stuff like that in my studio just for fun, um, but not really publishing too much other than some binaural beats or an occasional thing like that. And, you know, I create a lot of sound like for my guided meditations and stuff, but not like a proper like album that's outside of this realm of inner life work. But I always still had this weight like in the back of my brain, something that f- even though the, like my podcast was successful, I was, you know, I published a book and, you know, I have another book on the way and people were really uh, interested in my writing, you know, like if you look at my Instagram writing and stuff like that. So I'm finding, I found that success that I was looking for whenever I was really young through my writing and through my podcast. But even though that was true in the back of my brain, I still felt this weight and this kind of like sense of, I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't succeeding enough because I still was not creating and releasing enough music. And I sat down and just thought about that for one one day because I noticed that sort of ping feeling of like, oh God, I have to, I need to release and like create something, but nothing is, I'm not really happy with anything I'm creating. Like there's no reason to release it. And it hit me that like, oh yeah, that's just not what I'm interested in anymore. That's just not who I am anymore. Who I am is a writer. And that's what I've wanted to be, you know, for almost an equal amount of time. Like I wanted to be a writer since I was in my, 
you know, late teens, and then more seriously in my early 20s. And I still had this weird program running from whenever I was a teenager in my brain that essentially was like, hey, you need to be a rock star. You know, it's just like a childlike fantasy that was still in the back of my brain. And it was taking up some of my mental real estate. And I noticed it and it just made me laugh. And I realized, oh, right, that's what that feeling is of like, I need to, you know, I, the things I'm doing aren't good enough and I need to also be releasing music. I just realized that, oh, that was this part of my, this way I had defined myself at a crucial moment in my life in a fundamental way. And for, you know, let's see, 25 plus years, I've been telling myself, like, I, I told myself in the back of my brain, oh, you need to be a successful musician. And that script was just always running. And that was like who I am as a person that needs to do that to me. And even though that that had faded from the forefront, it, it was still running in my mind in this really subtle type of way. And it manifested in the shape of, as I said, like feelings of guilt and like I wasn't doing enough and like feeling like I was almost like letting someone down somehow by not creating more music. And it just really struck me like, oh, this is just this weird, this weird self-definition that I've been holding on to all this time. And whenever I noticed it, as these things tend to go, and I let it go, I just like released it. It vanished. It just like all the any of that weight and that kind of feeling in the back of my brain of of guilt and whatever. It just after I noticed it, I was like, "Oh right, that's just an old story. This way I locked in a part of my identity that just simply doesn't apply anymore." And whenever I released that the extra kind of energy and pent upness that was in me from that space allowed me to apply that to what is important and what I do want to be doing now, which is writing. And that's actually like, you know, for a long time on Instagram, I wasn't really writing daily stuff. And the moment whenever I had this realization I'm talking about is the moment I decided, oh, all right, I'm going to start writing every every day, release something every single day on Instagram, an idea. And whenever I did that, that's whenever my page really exploded and took off. I was putting, because I had all this extra mental space and energy to put into it, and it helped redefine the sense in a subconscious way of who I you know, had been thinking I should be for 15 or for 25 years and apply that energy and I like kind of release that and put it into who I want to be and who I want to continue to be better at today. And it had a really powerful impact on the present moment. So those type of things can exist in, you know, so many dimensions of our lives. It can, they can be, you know, our spiritual inclinations, our, you know, sense of what our relationship should be like, what our profession should be like, you know, what our philosophy on life, what our, you know, ethics or morality, 
any of these type of things that feel like fundamental ways that we are formed, if something intuitively doesn't is poking at you, sitting with it and really contemplating like and asking yourself the questions of like, why is why doesn't this settle well? Why is this should feel natural. This should feel like it should feel quote unquote just right. And whenever something about yourself doesn't feel right anymore, it's really valuable to figure out why that is. And if necessary, to allow yourself to redefine these fundamental aspects of who you're telling you yourself that you should be and that you have to be so that it opens up the space for you to be more of who you actually are. All right, my friends, as always, I hope you enjoyed that podcast and uh, come on over, hang out at the Patreon, Corey, or patreon.com slash Corey Allen. There's more solo podcasts and guided meditations over there. And as always, please sign up for my newsletter, Clarity with Corey on Substack and follow me on all the social medias. Hey, Corey Allen on all platforms. And until next time, my friends, much love.